Hello everyone and welcome to the Two Having to Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. Today, Robin and I spoke to Kelly. Kelly was kind enough to come on and talk to us about her LARP experience, uh, specifically her experience using prosthetics. She is a player in the Imperial Orcs in the Empire LARP system, so she taught us a lot about the culture around the Imperial Orcs. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, uh, click subscribe. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, give us a nice review, that helps us out and we appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the conversation. So Kelly, well, this is always a good a good start. How long have you been laughing for? Oh, Jesus, that's a long time. I've been laughing <laughs> since I was uh, 16 years old. Okay, yeah. So, uh, good. Uh... Was that at, like, uni or... Was that at, like, uni or... Um, I was going, yeah, I was going to university at the mm-hmm. time and a friend of mine, um, we played D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first, before that, we were playing Warhammer, you know, the little models. So, yes. yeah, we played Warhammer. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then we were like D and D. We found out about D and D, so we were playing D and D. And then some. This was like when we were small, small kids. Yeah. And uh, and then someone was like, "I found where you can actually dress up like your characters. This nice. is amazing." So uh-huh. um, three of them went off and did that. We didn't. They, it was after the fact that they told us. They come back and went. Uh, we went to a lot. It was Laurie and Trust. All right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So they went to. So the following year, we all went. And then I'm 16 years old at the time, so this was oh, a good long, long, long time ago. Uh-huh, yeah. Over 20 years. I've been laughing for almost, well, in between 25 to 30 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> a long time. A yeah, long time. Yeah, because we're just discovering about like Laurie and Trust, and Laurie and Trust is a bit of a uh, a bit of a unicorn in the fact that it's been going a long time. Because I thought a lot of these LARP systems have been going as long, but it turns out that Laurian has been going like forever in LARP terms. I think you could probably consider Lorian Trust the OG. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> it has not aged well. No, no. No. Is it a bit of a relic of like what it used to be as in like it's just a bit all over the place or something? Um, It's not very inclusive from what I've heard. Oh, really? So okay. I don't go anymore. No. I don't go anymore. And some of the kit standards, and I'm not... A, um. I'm not well I, I am very very good with my own kit I'm very yeah. very very particular yeah. but I'm accepting with other people that that not can't necessarily have really high st- I've been doing it for so long now I've got a literally a whole garage full of LARP kit yeah, yeah. <laughs> shelves the shelves the shelves of it so um but when you just see people running around in jeans and trainers and a black shirt with with a tie and then and then they're like that's my LARP kit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's allowed there a bit so, immersion breaking isn't it exactly yeah. exactly and people do break character a lot there yeah. so um but when we first started for a 16 year old going to lt that long ago for me it was absolutely amazing <laughs> my very first character i played an elf that had wings no all right okay oh, yeah, nice. yeah and i made i'm so proud of her at the time but they were so shite now when i think back on them <laughs> I made these wings that had strings, and if I pulled the strings, they kind of opened. Oh, that's, that's cool, though. That <laughs> it is sounds cool. awesome, but it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it you were 16, qu- it's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. of wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it was just, like, torn up fabric as, as the feathers and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. But I only played her for a year, and mm-hmm. then um, 
and I made a cat character because um, there were, Beastkin wasn't around at LT at the time, so I made a cat character, mm-hmm. and uh, I was a burglar, so I was a cat burglar. Okay. So, <laughs> so is that so? Have you always been because yeah, you 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 play in the Imperial Orcs at Empire. Mm-hmm. Have you always been? Is that where it started? You being drawn to the like the prosthetic side of it was that always a thing? Or... Yeah, I, I must hate myself yeah. because <laughs> I, I always say right, one day my next character is just going to be a plain human, and then I go to a new LARP, and and I've got bells and whistles hanging off me, mm-hmm. and loads of stuff hanging. I literally just went to a LARP a couple of weeks ago, where um, I played a Vidan. Okay, okay. From cool. D&D, it's a new race oh, in right, D&D. Oh, right, oh, yes, okay, yeah, huh, yeah. And I played a Vedan, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it was a one-shot LARP, and, like, perfect opportunity for me to just play a standard human, but no, nah. I want to play a Vedan. Green skin, green wig, big ears, everything. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's just me all over. So, yeah, yeah my first character... Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was a cat, I had a whole headpiece that I wore that just... The only part of my face that was showing was that. The rest of it was a big headpiece and ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like paws that I put on and a towel that I wore and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with prosthetics, because like we we came like we came in via like cosplay. So I, I get the whole like, oh I want to look a certain way, but a lot of the time when you're cosplaying, you are like at a convention and you put it on, you're like, Oh, I look this this way, but you are like in living hell. <laughs> because it's so uncomfortable and you're just like, oh, cool, I'll go out for an hour and then I'll go back to the hotel room. So I have big respect for people that do the prosthetics in the LARPing because you have to be comfortable enough to yeah. or, or put up with the discomfort, I'm assuming, sometimes uh, to play. Of, yeah, it's a bit of both because cause I've been doing it for so long now, I've got to learn a lot of tricks and habits to help with making it more comfortable. For mm. instance... Um, my orc, and I also play a goblin at CP now, which nice. is another full-on uh, headpiece. Yes. My orc, I put a tissue under my nose there, which really helps collect condensation and right. snot build up and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. And uh, my goblin one, she's got like a pointed nose, so there's a whole tampon stuff down that one. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's tricks of the trade. I think that's yeah. why we steered away from... Um, that that type of thing when we came into empire because we we're we're like changelings but we didn't go all out because i think we had a bit of experience with like cosplay and being like no no if we're gonna want to try and be a little bit comfortable as well (laughs) walking around so what do you what do you do you wear any prosthetics or you're just humans yeah no no we're so we're both changelings in empire uh robin why don't you uh because yours is a little bit more fancy than mine because i've just got i've just got the ears yeah, I've got um, so I've got the the antlers. So I've got those onto a crown, which um, I've put wire through them. So they're like molded and casted, and I I stitch those into my hair. So I braid it and stitch them in. Um, yeah, there they are. <laughs> there we go. And then I put the um the, the the elf ears on, and then I've got some silicon for for making them a bit more flush. But that's it. <laughs> Still yeah. tricks in a trade though, attaching it all to the a hairband is what I've seen other changelings doing, stuff like that. Yeah, because you're constantly like yeah, so this is one question I want to ask, is even just being yeah. uh I find it frustrating just getting chain mail over my little ear tips. Um, and I know Robin struggles sometimes going through like guy ropes. Like, what is it? it? Do you get a sixth sense for especially if you play so many characters like that, do you get a sixth sense of 
awareness. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you have no peripheral vision when you're in a mask because it comes like right to around to there. So in all the masks, I've got several orc masks as well and um, two goblin ones, and in all of them, no peripheral vision. So you do get used to the fact that you, you can't see and your whole body movement changes when you're wearing your mask. And um, I've had people comment about it on me and I don't even notice I'm doing it just because I'm so used to doing it now. But when you're looking, you turn your whole body yes. like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was about to ask you because I was, I was thinking when you were saying that no peripheral vision, is it, it because there's something orc and goblin like about turning your whole body. And mm. do you think it's just because everybody who's ever played an orc in a movie or in a LARP, has to move that way and that's yeah. why it's become the yeah. movement of an orc <laughs> yeah for sure because um also you have your, your neck covered you know we wear wraps uh -huh. it's um it's partly uh it's no see reason which they've come they've made an in-character reason which is yeah. you know from the shackles which is an in-character reason to help the um where your mask integrates into your kit yeah. and the same yeah. for your wrists it's clever you know you know to where so if, your um, arm doesn't show where you've got no uh, face paint so you don't have to wear face paint all over your skin and stuff like that yeah. and it makes it quite tight around here so it does make it hard to just turn your head anyway <laughs> so because you've got all this stuff uh -huh. just there yeah. so yeah you just turn your whole body and and also when you're trying to listen to people you start going like that putting sorry i'll just smack that putting your <laughs> ear towards them because <laughs> And I've just got this thing where I say, I know my ears are really big, but it's actually really hard to hear with these massive ears because obviously our masks have got huge ears on them, yeah, but yeah. it's covering our real ears. But it kind so of adds to that mannerisms though, doesn't it? Because it like yeah. then it makes because then if every orc player is kind of doing this every time yeah. they're listening, it, it adds to the fact that oh, that's that's just an an orc mannerism. So we get told uh, we're quite otherworldly with the way that we move, and it makes us look quite alien to to, to the humans because of the way we move, yeah. which is all a result of everything that we're wearing yeah so so that obviously we're talking about like the empire orcs when did you switch over to um empire then um i've been playing flax now for six years i think mm -hmm. um and before that i was a verushkin for one oh. year oh okay oh so you went so you went from you went from human to so you didn't yes. go you didn't go straight in for the uh for <laughs> and the it, ha it happened within the space of like a few weeks i spent three events as a verushkin uh-huh and um for the first event i was just getting used to everything mm -hmm. and then the second event i started making friends with some orcs the third event i just spent the whole time hanging around with the orcs as a verushkin um and then i went i got over from that event and i just went i want to be an orc so I ordered a mask, nice. I made a really basic walk skirt and loads of stuff. And then the next event, I was an orc. So in the space of like four weeks, I got my orc kit together and I rocked up as, as flax. I wasn't an ironside at the time. So uh -huh. I was red hand flax and I rocked yeah. up as red hand flax. Oh, so awesome. it was just that quick. And um, most people are like, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to handle the mask. You're not going to be able to keep it up and stuff like that. But I just like... Obviously, I've had experience of, of prosthetics and stuff like that. And, yeah. But mm -hmm. no one at Empire knew me. So all the people at Empire were new people. And people have just got this habit of when they meet new people, they assume that you're new. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've yeah. been LARPing for almost longer than anyone else in the York camp at the time. Yeah. But they just assumed I was new because they'd never seen me before. Never seen you, yeah. Yeah, so, and, um, and they were like, oh, your kit's really good. You've done this really well and stuff like that. And trying to give me tips. And I'm like, 
thanks, Lena. I didn't ask ask for tips, but okay, it's thanks. And I know this is pretty basic because I've only done it within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I knew that I needed to work on it still. And I did have plans to make it better. Although saying that, you know, when everyone says, um, what is the tip you wish you were given before you join Blah 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 Nation? Uh Yeah. My tip for anyone joining the Imperial Orcs is do not think you need to rock up to your very first event with loads of tat hanging off of your kit oh really okay yeah because the amount of stuff you get given in play oh, really? in game yeah from other yeah. people that you make connections with because they know the orcs and the item of worth and our heritage and stuff like that they love giving orcs gifts and so i made my kit and i attached loads of stuff to it and then i started getting given yeah, loads of stuff, stuff. In ga- yeah. and now i'm just so heavy with all the things that i'm wearing yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, just, just come in a basic. So I, so, cause we've talked about doing like maybe doing a video about um, doing like a basic kit for each nation and then yeah. maybe doing like a, uh, like a price point on it. But then the, the one that sticks out is the Imperial Orcs because you've got the, the cost of the mask, but it, what, what is, what is like the barrier to entry is it is it quite high because it sounds like if that is the case you could just come in very basic kit and just spend most of your budget on a half decent mask um i don't think it's that expensive to for an orc Uh, the mask is the most expensive thing you should Mm. be spending your money on yeah everything else the good thing about the orc kit is it looks tatty and handmade Yeah. yeah so and most of us, it is tatty and handmade. I made my own war skirt. I bought the belt, but everything on the belt, I did myself. So anything like scraps of leather, that is really cheap. Or if you find a sofa that's going to waste, just rip up all the leather off it and literally attach it in rips to your kit and stuff like that. Yeah. The only bit of soft kit I have, which is well-made, is my shirt and my trousers. Everything else is made to look rough and handmade. My um, all of the iron tide we wear um, waistcoats, um, which are made for us. Uh-huh. Um, but even they are made out of scraps of leather, which literally just get scraps of leather. You just sew them together. So none of us have got like they don't look the same. All of us, our, our waistcoats are all individual looking. Uh-huh. So yeah, and so because of that, it's actually quite cheap to make the kit. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I, I just in my opinion, like it's. It's probably got like one of the best looks and feels in the entire game. The camp and the overall aesthetic of the Imperial Orcs is just one of the best. <laughs> I am quite proud of our camp and the way it looks. Oh, it's um, it's it's unbelievable, and it's the the thing is as well. So, all right, okay, so yeah, what, what, no, I'm jumping in, but I do have this question. You might you might you might give me an answer or not, right? So, what is the deal with the coming into the Imperial Orcs ca- Orc camps and going? not going alone or going armed because i always feel like i'm like is this a is this a factoid is it like is it true that you're not allowed to go in unarmed or unaccompanied okay yeah this there is loads of rumors going around about this but it right so it is in the wiki so we are playing to brief it's not a player made up thing it's actually in our brief okay it's not a player made up thing Uh um some players might go over the top with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but some people just get really excited about it. So yeah. none of most of the veteran players don't. Some of the new players just get so super excited with the fact they get to play an orc and get to deny people entry. But that's not what actually happens. Mm. So the weapon thing, it's all about the fact that we used to be slaves. Yeah. 
we were never allowed to carry weapons. Mm -hmm. And then obviously after rebellion and we got our own freedom, it became a legal, um, we were legally allowed to carry weapons. It's our right. Uh, Why wouldn't we? We're just exercising our right. And um, and everyone, like all of the humans in the empire, don't even realize how important it is that, that they had that right. Okay. So when we ah. see humans, we're like, are you armed? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why not? Why are you not armed? Why would you not carry a weapon? You can. Yeah. yeah. Why would you not? It's not because we think we're going to get attacked. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because you hear so. But that's the thing. I was, I was interested. To, I, I couldn't wait to ask you that because <laughs> as you go around camp, people are like going, "Oh yeah, you know, you can't." And you're like, "Why?" And they give you like a million different stories. Oh, it's because that you, you go in there and it's, it's a sign of arrogance if you don't wear one. And it, it's a real cool part of the game, though, the fact that there is like all this speculation, and yeah. also it's very good game, especially when you're speaking to new players. Like if we're speaking to new players in Dawn. And it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I need to go to the Imperial. And it's fun to say to them, oh, make sure you go in pairs. It's a and make sign sure of this. respect. Yeah. It's a sign yeah. of respect to us to carry a weapon because we would expect everyone to because we can. Yeah. So we, when we see another orc walking camp, we always say to them, do you have anyone to go with you? No, well, I'll come. If you have a weapon, no, here you go, borrow mine. And that's what we say to humans when they come in. They come in and we say, have you got a weapon? And they're like, no, okay, hold on a second. There you go, borrow mine. that's the the kind of things that's going to happen or we might say to you well why are you not carrying a weapon and then we'll and then it opens up dialogue it opens up role play because that's the whole point of these things in the wiki they're tools for you to use to enable role play with people yeah so that's what this is it's a tool for us to say on the gate have you got a weapon no then we're going to have a whole conversation about it yeah and now the thing about uh being accompanied Uh is orcs um it's part of our hearth magic that we draw strength from each other. Again, because from being slaves, oh. um, we don't like being alone. When an orc is alone, they get picked on. They used to get um, singled out and bullied and by the humans when we were slaves. So um, part of our hearth magic is we do draw strength from each other. There are certain instances where roleplay effects don't affect orcs if they're with other orcs. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know that. so for us, <laughs> we draw strength from it. And if an orc is alone. Uh-huh. To us, it's suspicious. Why are you alone? Why do you not want to be with other orcs? Knowing that they get strength from us, why would they not want to be alone? So when we see humans that are alone, we're like, why are you alone? Do none of your friends not want to be with you? Are you not trustworthy? Are you ill? So I play a physic. So that's the route I go down when I see someone who's alone. I'm like, are you okay? Are you ill? Do I need to, and I start like going to check them over. Are you okay? Do you have, are you trying to hide an illness that you don't want people to know? Is that why you're alone kind of thing? Again, it's just a tool for opening up role play with people. Yeah. So it's a real cool little, little thing to play with when it comes to like culture, role playing that thing is like, oh, well, this seems normal to me. And that kind of confusion is, is the fun bit. Like when you're on the other Mm -hmm. end of it and these, the orcs like going, do you, do you want you need a weapon and i'm like why do i need a we- why do i need a weapon they're like good you're good to go go in and you're like what's gonna happen to me yeah. so and it, you know another thing is that we're quite tactile orcs are um it used to be in the wiki i'm not sure if it still is because mm-hmm. some people might not like being touched i'm yeah. not sure if it's still there but it did historically used to be in there that orcs are quite tactile so with other orcs we know which ones we can role play like that with so There'll be some orcs that I'll be, as I'm talking to them, I'll be fiddling with bits on their kit kind of stuff. Or right. or if I see something that's not like it's been twisted, I'll untwist it and pat it down and make it straight for them. And um, there are some, um, there is any that I know, and they don't like being touched, do they? It's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> 
so and there are some that I know personally that I can do this type of role playing. It's really good when um when you're having that conflicting role play with them. Whereas I'm just like reaching. I see them, my friends, and I go and I hug them, and then they're like all stiff because I'm getting really close and I stand really close to them as I'm talking to them because that's another thing orcs do we don't we have no personal space uh-huh. yeah. personal space for orcs isn't like I noticed that <laughs> yeah I noticed that too yeah, <laughs> yeah. again it's due to the fact when we were slaves when we were like in the mines everyone they just used a dog pile to sleep on top of each other so for us personal space isn't a thing so when we're talking to each other we're all huddled quite close and it's not because we're keeping secrets it's just how we have conversations yeah so doing that to an Urizeni is quite funny yeah I picked up on that as well but again because you don't know but that's how good is the system that like it's you 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 follow your own brief and you you follow even if you follow it loosely a lot of the time you're just totally oblivious to the other briefs and everyone else is following theirs even again even if it's just loosely and it just makes yeah. these like 10 very distinct mm-hmm. different ways of behavior you know because even you saying that i'm like yeah actually every time i'm like what is this, is this all trying to tell me a secret or something? and they're like yeah well, it's, it's just <laughs> when you, like with you saying that as well i'm like no i remember one of the imperial orcs fixing the ribbon on my on my, my armor last event because it had like twisted over and they came and they fixed the ribbon for me and i yeah. was just like oh wow that's really nice mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, do. yeah so you've got to think like um oh is it meerkats when they all sit there grooming each other or you know <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and i'm picturing all the imperial orcs as meerkats. Just, just just sitting in a circle just <laughs> 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 see a bird of prey if I had. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so here's a question: What? So, do 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 the Imperial Orcs or Orcs prefer to be called the Imperial Orcs or Orcs? Because my character has been pulled up about this, but from humans in the Empire, I think I've said Orcs. They went Imperial Orcs. So, what what do they prefer being called? Imperial Orcs. Imperial Orcs. Imperial Orcs. Imperial. We're very proud of the fact that we're part of Empire, mm. and um, you know. Not the game as in Empire, yeah, as yeah, in yeah. the yeah. Empire, yeah. yeah. So we're very proud of the fact. And we're, um, I don't know if you know, but the Empire, um, the Orcs are the most law-abiding nation. We won't willingly break laws. No. And if um, for some reason there's an ancestor screaming in our ear and it forces us to do something, we will instantly walk, as soon as the ancestor's gone out of our heads and we've calmed down, and uh, we would go down to the... Um, Oh, I forgot what they're called. Militia? Yeah, with the yeah, the militia. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. And yeah. and hand ourselves in and report ourselves for doing something for breaking the law. <laughs> I used to have an iron tide that did that. He um he he hated Verushkans. He was an old orc, um, uh-huh. and he was was actually a slave. Um, so he lived through the rebellion mm-hmm. and he um if a Verushkan came into camp, so by imperial law, I think you're allowed to you'd tell someone to have to leave your nation three times. Mm-hmm. If they don't, you're allowed to knock them unconscious and drag them out. Okay, yeah, right. So he did yeah. that. <laughs> he asked them to leave, and he was screaming in their face, but he did it three times, and then knocked them out and dragged them down outside of the camp, called for a healer to make so they, so they wouldn't like get hurt, and then went and marched down to the militia and told them what he'd done. I turned myself in. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so um, yeah, so we're, and we're very 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 proud of the fact that we're part of of the empire it's our clan yeah we are 100 percent pro empire and so because of that we're imperial orcs yeah yeah so that's an important that's another thing you brought up as well so like the because it's 
recent history, like how recent is it for the slavery? So I think it's quite cool that you could be like, so how, basically my question is how old do you have to be as an orc currently to role play someone who was a slave? The rebellion was 60 years ago at the last game. Okay. So is so, that, would, would that be very old for an orc then? Um, well, orcs have got the same uh, lifespan as humans. Okay. However, they mm-hmm. don't lose their vigor. Uh-huh. So um, an orc will turn what is considered old within the space of two days to um, eight days. Oh, so okay. they will go white. So uh-huh. uh, when you see a white orc, that signifies that they're old, and it yeah. takes them anything in between two days to, to a week to go completely white. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And that means that um, they're an old orc, which is why all of the old orcs are white. So if you see a white orc, they would have lived through the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't lose their vigour. Yeah. So they say strong, um, right up until the day, like, we haven't really had any Imperial Orcs that have died of old age yet. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all, you know, yeah, still Yeah, they're all, they're all, they're all yeah. still around. All the ones that have died have died because we're a military race. We go out to fight for the Empire and we die on the battlefield. That's what yeah. we do. It's our thing. Yeah. So, like, when we have um, when we have Orcs that die, we, I had a lot that died at the last battle. I had three Irontide that died at the last uh, event. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think there was eight Imperial Orcs in total. Yeah. yeah. So um, everyone's getting sad about it and stuff like that. And you've got some of the Orcs that don't play um, uh, military Orcs mm-hmm. saying we're going to go and make people pay. And then I personally was like, no, no, I'm not going to go and um, go down to the military council and start complaining that these Orcs have died because that's what we do. Yeah. That's the risk we take. That is what we're for. We're we're for going to the battlefield, knowing that we might not come back off the battlefield, that we might be starting our journey across the abyss. Nothing went wrong on the battlefield. When we weren't the only people to lose, lose other nations did as well. Yeah. So we weren't the only ones. Yeah. So and, and I would say I'm not taking away the glory from these Irontide that have died by whinging about the fact that they've died. That's taking away the agency that they had to go to that battlefield and risk their life for the empire. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. So yeah, I, I, I love, I love these like inter like internal national kind of conflicts that you have, even though it's, it's sometimes moral or mm-hmm. ethical as well. And it's just like, you're like, you're like circling the brief, you know, and it's, it's really cool. Cause we, we had the similar thing in, in dawn and you just like because we lost like we lost like 20 on that yeah it was it was early 20s it was it was rough but we also like kicked ass you know and it was like it was glorious and we did it and we also did it for i mean we did it for the empire but we did it for the urizeni <laughs> homeland and it was a little bit like should we be pissed off here like should we be pissed off that they're like stopping us like the empire's stopping us getting the barons and they're putting all these obstacles in front of us and then we've just gone out and sacrificed but then you circle back around the brief and just go, well, no. it was a glorious thing to do. You know, we got the job <laughs> done and <laughs> that was that. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing. We actually got to fight alongside the Imperial Orcs. So it was the first time that I've ever fought with the, the Imperial Orcs. And um, we were all out. The Imperial Orcs were out first and we were out right behind them. And we all charged yeah, out together. That. I was that like, was... This is the first time we've been with the Imperial Orcs. And I was like... <laughs> Are they going that, first? <laughs> yeah, we we said this model um, first in um first in last out. Yeah. So we're always first in. Yeah. Um I think you had as many people die as we took to the battlefield that event. We yeah. that was a small force for the Imperial Orcs. We didn't yeah. have a lot of us at the event because um like 
Iron Tide, we were less than half strength anyway because we had so many people on holiday. Mm-hmm. And um, so we only had uh, five of us take the battlefield. Yeah. And only two of us came off. Yeah. Out of the yeah. Iron Tide. But so many orcs died that event, considering we only, t- I'm sure we only took, we hit the field with 25. Mm. and eight of us died so that was a huge chunk for us is, yeah is that is that a concern when you've got a, a one of the smaller nations you know d- does it because it must change the dynamic of the nation a lot mm-hmm. if you do lose mm-hmm. a chunk so say like yeah like that that event if you didn't have a lot of people show up and then a load of people i know we i mean it was the sunday at least but i like it say if a load of you know if, if they did die on like the saturday or something mm-hmm. I is, had one die on Saturday, in fact. Yeah, does, does that change? That must change the, the whole dynamic yeah. of the weekend because all of a sudden you've lost a lot of... Because I imagine there's, like, obviously you've got hats to hang out, hand out and, mm-hmm. you know, we're in one of the bigger nations. So, you know, we, there's always, if we lose a general, which we did, unfortunately, but there's always people so ready to... Red, did you? Oh, no. no I just, there's a story about that as well, which we could go back to if you want, but yeah. remind me to mention Yeah, no, 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 definitely. But, like, what I was, I was going to say is, like, we have a lot of people to replace those people with hats, you know, and there's someone usually yeah, buying we don't. for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What is that like? Because you you must have to be like, oh no, you know who who actually out of the ten of us who wants to be general? Is it <laughs> is it a bit like that? Yeah. So um, I think we've at the moment we've got more hats than people. There's a yeah. lot of um of of stuff in the Imperial Orc Nation where we where there's some, currently no one sitting in it because there's not a lot of players. Wow. And some of the players we do have, some of them are quite happy to not have hats. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we're um, but E one, we're gonna have a lot more people coming back to to the event, like uh-huh. they'll be back off holidays and nice. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I know for uh, from like for the Iron Tide, most of mine are trying to make sure they've got no no holidays conflicting, so they're going to be there all year, which would be really great. Yeah, do you, so do you, um, do you find that you get like do you get new players coming in fresh to Empire? going into the orcs or is it usually oh, yeah. really oh that's mm-hmm. good that's good though that's good yeah yeah really good. yeah we've had a lot of people that have just basically hit the ground running and jumped straight in the deep end playing an orc at empire nice. never we've had a few people that have never done larp before mm. never ever and they've come in and they've played an orc and they've absolutely smashed it yeah amazing absolutely that's, that's brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they've I... just like fished water with it it's yeah. been brilliant do you, do you think it's it's something? Uh, do, do you think it's anything to do with like the, the type of costume as well? Do you think it's because it's you are covering your face as well that it does help, yeah. especially for people that have never done it before, because it gives you um, a sense of uh, how do I don't even know how to say the word anonymity. Anonymity, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anonymous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gives you a sense of, of that, so yeah. um, it really helps as well to know when you're in character and out of character, and to put that persona on. When you put your mask on, you're your character. Yeah. yeah. So it's really easy to stay in character with a mask on. So that really helps with people that have never been to if, if they can handle the mask, then it actually makes it a lot easier to play an orc than it does to play uh, something without the a mask on. Yeah. Is, is is there is there a is there a period that you can go through like, oh yeah, I need to get used to this, or is it always just a this is what it is to wear the mask all weekend and yeah. you either love it and go with it or it's not for you? Yeah, you you instant you know instantly. Yeah. There's been a few people that have um, that are both experienced LARPers or new that have come in and within 24 hours they've killed off their character and they're off playing the human. <laughs> so it's not for everyone. No. They just can't yeah. handle the mask. Yeah, there's so, something that's cur- that I get curious about because I've heard so many people like 
say that they actually would be in the Imperial Orcs if it wasn't for the mask. You know, um, and so some people, some people have um, uh, are sight impaired or hearing impaired, and it's mm -hmm. just impossible for them to wear the mask anyway. Uh, but yeah, I know I've spoken to a lot of people that they, their favorite law is the Imperial Orcs, but they, <laughs> they can't do it because of the mask, which is a, sh it's a shame. I mean. But... They might be drawing on, you know, when you when you're monster and you wear your monster masks, mm -hmm. and yeah. them things are dog shite because they're not for your face. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not that the mask itself is crap. But when you're putting on, like for me, I've got a, I've got a tiny head. Yeah. I've got a really small head. Like I buy children's size hats, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, so putting on one of them masks, the the mouth area is hanging around here somewhere. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And the eyes are like that. Yeah. So I look like something out of the Goonies if I, <laughs> if I put on one of them. So um, so what we when they're thinking of masks, that's what they're thinking of. However, all of us obviously we've got our own masks, so we tailor them specifically for us. For you, yeah. So my my current mask is my fourth mask as Flax, and it's honestly I've got it from Monster Minx. Can't big that Minx. person up. Okay. In, like enough because it is at my orc masks it is the most comfortable one i've ever worn and when i ordered it i asked her not to cut out the eye holes on the mouth or anything like that so i do all that myself because oh, i've clever. been quite experienced in it and um so what i do is yeah i cut all that out to how i wanted it and i cut because my character's got long hair mm -hmm. so she has long like tiny really thin plaits yeah mm -hmm. and um, i cut a hole all the way down the back of my mask i then Pull it to how tight I want. So then I, I end up cutting a triangle out of it and adding a zip. So ah. then when I when I pull the zip, it pulls the mask tight onto my face. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. So and I've done that for um, quite a few other orcs where they uh -huh. said, "Oh, can you put a zip in the back of it for me?" And I'm like, "Do you want me to?" Oh, in fact, I've got one um, a commission that I need to do at the moment mm -hmm. where if it's too big, you just cut a triangle out of the back, add the zip, and then it makes it tight for your face, and you can. So they're the tricks to make it more comfortable because I've, so, I've seen yours i've seen um your, your one on you before and i do remember thinking like, it's it looks so like obviously it looks like it's your actual skin because mm. it just is like it looks so tight and just so well fitted around yeah there. so i didn't realize that's how you did it but that, yeah that's yeah <laughs> that's part of the tricks so and, and it's got padding on the top as well to help keep um uh, heat in but then i also add a sponge to it if i want to aerate it kind of thing if that oh, makes sense to add yeah. a bit of a um, bit of room for the air to go through for airflow yeah because that's another question with the orc kit is like how is it because i mean we, we had the, the, this year's weather wasn't like terrible like e1 was cold but what is it like when it gets like hot because it got oh. very hot e2 and e3 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we 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 tend to stay in camp when it's warm. Very 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 rarely go out. Mm -hmm. The mask does get really hot on your face when it's out there. So when we go into battle and we have to wait in front of the sentinel gate, a lot of time you see when it's hot, you see us with our shields over it like that because we're trying to <laughs> you know cover it, give a shade to our face okay. because it does get really hot. And then you'll hear us referring to like. Oh, the inside of my face is sweating. It's so hot. <laughs> We're sweating <laughs> on the inside of our masks. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to come around with some Dornish Paracels or something and offer them out. <laughs> like, um, it it like... can get, yeah, really hot, but we're all used to it. So we stay well hydrated. We all carry bottles of water around. And there are a lot of places around the battlefield, which most of us know about, not the battlefield, sorry, around Anvil, mm -hmm. 
where they and I don't know if you see posts got now and then on Facebook where they say um, it's going to be really hot at this event to all of you Imperial Orc players my camp is a safe haven for you if oh, you need to take a break okay. so there are places around Anvil that if we want to get from A to B we can stop at Z and F on the way for pit stops to have breaks walk breaks <laughs> and get um, at, you know out the sun for a bit it's great It's uh, I'm so glad that the Imperial Orcs players they make that commitment because it adds just so much more immersion in camp because I think like uh, yeah I, I feel like it just wouldn't be the same if it, everyone was human in camp and the only time you saw any Orcs was when you mm. went through the Sentinel Gate uh, yeah it's just it's just so wonderful we were um we were chatting earlier about our favorite moments and everything throughout the year with it being our first year and mine was just like without a doubt was getting to go and go into the imperial art camp and the role play in there and all the fun things that happened in there and i just didn't want to leave that was one of my favorite favorite parts there is just the role play is just absolutely incredible it's I, I do love our role play i am quite proud of how intense it can get sometimes as well so i had one of my most intense events last event and yeah. um like in oc i had a brilliant time i really enjoyed it in character it was tough yeah it's... <laughs> yeah it was really tough because it was the anniversary last event and i've never yeah. and honestly i've all the years i've been playing flax i've never never ever come across so many instances in different parts of the game where humans were making decisions for orcs and to top it all off it was on the event where it was the anniversary of our freedom and i'm oh, like wow. so who do you think are you still treating us like slaves that we're not intelligent enough to make our own decisions? Do you, do you think you're our overlords still? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and I came across it in several different parts like I've been, it, like I interacted with. And by the end of the event, I was literally, I remember standing against like, we've got this really tall table by the air circle. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen it. And I was just standing there leaning against it, just thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> my mind was just exploding. You, you know, of all the times that, to me, to come across it, for it to be the anniversary we, um, mm. event was just so surreal. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we did. I mean, we didn't. We we saw the we saw you all come round and uh, do your thing in the glory mm. square, and it was that is. So I I keep saying this to people. Um, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall with dogs. So I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm jealous of of the, the, the things that you did there for your anniversary you go around and what was great about that is that you came around and it wasn't uh oh yeah let's celebrate let's just celebrate our freedom it was let's celebrate the dornish that we've known and the dornish mm. that we've interacted with and that it was like an appreciation and what the imperial orcs bring to dawn and the empire Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm I was jealous of that. I was jealous of the Wassail thing that the marchers did. I yes. was jealous of. Uh, I love Wassail. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just like all these other nations. They go around to all these other nations, and I'm just like, what the hell do we do? What do we bring to, <laughs> to the empire? But it just it, it dawns a weird one because it's got a it's it's a there's a very it's very individualistic, you know. Mm -hmm. It's very it's it's not you know I, I'm I'm jealous of the the imperial orcs and because you you guys are like a unit close you know? unit yeah yeah a close unit yeah. Yeah, even though we're individual groups, all of them groups, we all, we all uh, are still one. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, like with the whole being alone thing, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it doesn't matter which which banner will accompany you. So, if I want to go out, I'm iron tied flax, but one of the red hand, but no iron tied are available, and one of the red hands will come with me. That's fine for me. Still an imperial orc. Doesn't matter that they're a different banner. We're all still imperial orcs. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I, I do, I do love that close knit of the um, of the imperial orcs. 
So that, do your group what what are the groups called in? Uh, so mine's Iron Tide. Yeah. So what what are the? Because it was is it is it a clan? Is it the? Oh, uh, banners. The banners, right? Okay. Yeah, we call yeah. ourselves banners. Um, officially. Uh huh. It's um. Oh. What they call? We don't use it because it clashes with something else. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it clashes what with what we call our armies, and I'm having an absolute brain fart on what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because obviously like we have we have like houses and and the navari we were learning the other day have like steadings and stridings yeah. and things like that so what's what's the uh obviously there's like i think a, like adoption is is a thing throughout the entire empire but what's what's the is it a supposed to be a family unit or is it a just a load of orcs that have imperial orcs that have just um, decided to live together it's weird you mention adoption because that's actually something that's written into our brief as well really and again it's for an oc reason but mm. it's really cool of how they've written it in so obviously you're going to have parents come into empire and they're going to yeah. have kids kids yeah. might not necessarily want to wear masks they're <laughs> tiny they might not want to do it although have you ever seen a tiny orc they are fucking adorable yeah i've not seen one yet yeah we haven't seen one we've heard stories of them yeah i mean i'm not a kid person but i saw an an orc a kid wearing an orc mask and it was so cute my character adopted that orc right there's so there's this so flax now has an adopted well she has two but she has an adopted um uh, orc, and she's called little han um but so it's written because kids might not necessarily want to wear masks it's written into our brief that Orcs, if they see a child that is homeless, will instantly adopt it, no matter what race it is. Yeah. Homeless children, children without parents, is abhorrent to us. We hate it. We can't... Yeah. Again, it's all part of that being closeness and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we will instantly adopt a child. So I've adopted two children in play. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so adoption for us is a thing. And in part of our brief as well is we're encouraged as children, orcs are encouraged to not necessarily join the same banner that your parents are in, that you were born in. Okay, yeah. It, okay. it strengthens ties. So Flax's story, she was a rich, she was born into the First Legion. That's it. That's the name of our banner's Legion. The <laughs> Legion, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they're, they're called Legions, but uh, our armies are also called Legions. So it gets confusing. So we call our personal ones banners, banners and then the yeah. armies are Legion. Yeah. So, um, so I was born into the First Legion. My parents were First Legion, um, and then I started training under um, um, like an auntie who was a physic in the First Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a lot of physics, like you know, uh, groups that are dedicated to healing in the First Legion, and there was the Red Hands in the Second Legion. So um, my character left and joined the Red Hands in the Second Legion, and oh, okay. um, and it's encouraged to do that as children because it. It strengthens bonds across the whole Imperial Orc nation because you've got family in other banners and other other legions. Yeah. So we have like banter and right and you know a playful a rivalry. rivalry yeah. yeah. But it's it's not real rivalry. It literally is only just like you know playing with each other because that's your family. Yeah, they're more extended Even though family. In, yeah. Yeah, and and real family. So my yeah. my parents are in the first legion, oh, but okay. I'm in the second legion. So. So it's actually it's encouraged to do that on purpose to create um, bonds and ov- obviously you, you don't want to have a close knit bloodline either. That's not good for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, that's what I was going to when you when you said, oh yeah, it's good for for bonds. I'm like, yeah, it's it's good for the gene pool as well. To, 
keep it diverse so like so like the, the obviously the adoption thing is is written like meta into the system for mm -hmm. that that type of reasons but it, it brought something interesting to my mind there because someone said something similar about the yotun so because it, it, it is there any like barbarian orc nations that you have like similar it's very similar types of traditions with is there like a greater orcish tradition that goes back even further since you're like a new nation? um well i don't know if you know but every single imperial orc is a descendant of one of the barbarians mm -hmm. okay so um iron tides are mostly descendants of Yotun, i believe right. i'm i'm personally not because obviously uh -huh. i was born in the first legion mm -hmm. and um so I have a different descendant to the rest of the Iron Tide, but we're all descendants of one of the barbarian races. Wow. So a lot of our characteristics will be following on from them. And almost all of the ancestors we hear are from the barbarian races. Oh, that's, that's so That's such a cool so... concept to play with in, in character, because you can just be like, oh yeah, you know, I have Jotun, you know, mm -hmm. ancestry, and this mm -hmm. is why we, this is why we do this which is similar yeah. to the yotun i think that's that's cool especially if you've got a mix as well so mm -hmm. I, I bet you could go oh yeah that uh, banner over there do this but that's because they're yeah know, yeah exactly exactly whoever again just creates even more role play and more opportunities like that fantastic you poured your beer robin well done <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's a good point kelly actually well, how, what is it like trying to drink drink like ale and things like that when you've got your mask on? No, I I won't eat with my mask on. Really? It's just too much hassle trying to get it. It gets sometimes it gets on your mask and you don't know it's there because it's obviously not your real skin, so you can't feel it. You've got food stuck to it. Oh man! That's but, so... And and if you get it on you and then you try to wipe it off and you wipe the face paint off and stuff like that. So drinking, do it with a straw. Uh -huh. Eating for me is just a no-no. I I go. We got an OC section of our tent, so I go and sit out in the OC oh. section, take my mask off, eat my food. Yeah, I was going to ask you that actually because like when it comes to like time in and and role play, obviously everyone kind of goes into role play, but mm. yeah, it, it feels like it's you know it's fluid a lot of the time because especially this is like our first year of LARPing completely, mm -hmm. and we came into it through like D and D and that type of role play it seems a lot more fluid but what what is it like in the i've just often wondered like what's it like in the orc camp because you kind of have to you'll have to like make a conscious decision right so almost time in let's all put our masks on mm -hmm. is it do you find it difficult to like tell when people are like in out in and out of character and like no, it's, it's easy because if your mask's on you're in character fair enough yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm very i don't know if you've been into the iron tide tent um no. in our I think that i might be mistaken but the tent that i was in it was really big one huge table in the middle and it had like him um, i think it did have like an oc t area out the back as yeah. people going in and out that's where they i have was. a chandelier hanging yes yeah that, that's my tent <laughs> that, that tent yeah that tent's my everything in it is mine so that's the iron tide tent and so everything you know that whole in character section we have that again behind the curtain oh, nice wow. yeah yeah and that's where we all sleep so um, we all sleep in there. So that's the OC yeah. section. So that's where we go to eat. And if we want some FaceTime, that's where we go. I am very strict in my tent mm -hmm. to keep in the front in character and no OC stuff there. So no cans, no makeup, 
don't leave your mask on the bed if you want to have your FaceTime. You take it out the back with you. Yeah. It, the I I C section is I C, and I'm very strict with it. You ask my boys, I say to them when it's coming to time in, if there's anything here, I'm flinging it in the bin. Yeah. Remove it. <laughs> it's going in the bin, yeah. and I do put it in the bin. So they learn very very quickly with me that I if I follow through with my threats. So it. if I say to them, don't do this or do this. Otherwise, I'm going to do this. Then I and ask them about the spoon if you see any iron tires. Ask, ask them about the spoon. Okay, yeah. I'll ask them about the spoon. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to find a reasoning character to ask them. <laughs> so what's to do with iron tired flax and the spoon? And the what, spoon. I, I guess that's faces? yeah. I guess that's kind of what I meant. Like when I was saying, like, is it? It's kind of difficult in and out of character because yeah, there is a lot of just like because for us, we can just be like, oh yeah, I'm in character, blah, 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 and then I can just like turn around and do something out of character. To, like at the at the front of my tent or something you're like oh yeah you want a snack oh yeah yeah i'll go out and grab this or grab a can of coke or something yeah but for, for, for you it's not i can imagine it's not it's a whole thing is it like you have to go wrong with drinks and food i before um on friday before it goes time in i've got a whole food table set up in the tent as well so we take all of the food out of its wrappers and put it in the basket so it's all in character and all the drink gets decanted into in-character bottles and stuff like that. So if people want to eat, they can do. They're still in character while they're doing it because we've made sure we've prepped it all before it goes time in. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, I'm guessing that um, for, for the duration of the, the game that's been running, I'm guessing that there is like obviously regular Imperial Ops players. I know you said you've got new players, but because mm -hmm. you're a small nation, is it a very... Yeah, is it very communal? As in, like everybody knows, obviously everybody. Because in my in our nation, I still don't. There's people that I still haven't met, or I see I see a picture of someone in Dawn. I'm just like, how how have I Who not met that person? <laughs> you know? Yeah, because it's so small and close knit, we do recognise everyone. Um, it might take us an event or two with the new ones, but um, yeah, you do start to eventually recognise who's who and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and. What ha tends to happen though is when orcs die, they're just so relieved to be out of the mask for a bit. They might go off and play another character, like another nation for a little bit. Yeah. But they almost always come back. Come back. And you know, the call of the Imperial Orcs, you can't miss it in your heart. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, I, I totally, like, I, I can understand what maybe why people like to jump around nation and it kind of dip their toe in everywhere and experience all of the stuff. But for me personally, like the more I learn about like my nation's lore and the more I fall in love with it, the more I'm like, how would I like, how, how would I, I would just, just miss it. Like with all my heart, if I had to like go to, not had to, but if I went yeah. to another nation, you know, and then go, oh yeah, in Dawn we do this. Oh no, actually I'm not in Dawn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it must but be you difficult. Never know. You might find something else that sings to you if you go it's to true. another nation. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, you delve yeah. into another nation's um, uh, background and hearth magic and stuff like that, and you'd be like, oh, I never knew this. This is so cool. Yeah, but the the, the law. Yeah, but that's the thing. This how the, the game is. The game is well written like that because even just and the best way to find out. I mean. The wiki is is the wiki. I think Wikipedia mm. is a little bit of a little bit of an outdated kind of medium, but regardless of that, the best way to find the lore out is one in character or two, you know, like conversations like this. Like I've, mm -hmm. I had no idea about any of this with the Imperial Orcs. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I had um, spent a little bit of time reading the wiki and things like that, and I learned so much in the Imperial Orc camp when mm -hmm. I. Um, mainly because I was terrified at one point because I, I forgot someone's name <laughs> and it was because I hadn't written it down correctly in my book. 
Oh, and then, this is a thing. I, I'd written it in the wrong way around in my book. So I then got... Oh, did you put the banner second? <gasps> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, right. But okay. then I learned okay. all about this. I had no idea about this. And I got this whole lesson on it. And then I made sure I've got a long list of all the boxes. So, so well, <laughs> the right way around. So, so Kelly, why, why is, why is it important to put? So you, you put the, so if it's so like our banner is like our surname. So we're right. human, like you know, in real life, your surname second. It represents yeah. your family, doesn't it? But the Imperial Orcs is first. Right. So, okay. I'm not, I'm not flax iron tied. I'm iron tied flax. Iron tied flax. Right. Okay. Yeah. So okay. iron tied is my banner, my family. Mm -hmm. Um, not you know my my found yeah. family yeah. and then I am flax yeah. but right. I'm not for the for us it's not I'm I'm not I'm not just flax I'm iron tied flax that is my identity yeah. I am an iron tied yeah. it's part of my identity it's just that's just how we are we always put banner first yeah yeah which again it's just a cultural thing because like yeah, yeah. In, in the real world if someone went to write your name you'd be like no no that's my that's my first name that's my second yeah. name you know you would, yeah. you would obviously correct them you know. So I want to ask you about what, hap what happened to the what happened to your general. Uh, oh, you the general. Okay, so my bestie who played an orc for the first time last year, yeah. um, Stacy, nice. and um, oh, she played the most dumbest orc ever. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So she she played an in character sister of a previous orc who was also dumb. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. So she so she played this character to be um, like to be his sister. So she purposely played the, played her really really dumb, and it was just absolute delight. And um, she wanted to be general. That uh -huh. was her goal. To, um, but the character was only 18 years old, the character uh -huh. was. Yeah. And uh -huh. so really young, naive. But um, she managed to get general this year. She became general Ooh, at nice. the last event. So, um, and it was a milestone, not only for the Imperial Orcs, but for Empire. Because she was the very first female Imperial Orc general. Nice. And, um, so, and this... At E4, it was the first time ever since Empire has been running that they have had a female general sitting in the meeting for every single nation. Wow, that's cool. And then she died the next day. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, man. Oh. So at least she made history before she died. Yes. Yeah. Did, 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 did she at least manage to make any way? Obviously, she made history, but she, did she manage to make any way? Was she elected like at that summit or was it yes. the summit before she was elected oh. at so oh. she was elected on friday no saturday morning saturday afternoonish time went to the her first meeting saturday afternoon um already had some plans and stuff that she wanted to do and she had loads of people come up to go i'm oh. so glad there's a female general oh, and no. sunday morning died on the battlefield oh no didn't even get a player didn't even get a chance to do any downtime stuff or anything <laughs> What first orders in? So she didn't even get orders with her name on oh, them. Oh, that sucks. No, that sucks. so um, rest in rest in peace, Iron Tide Wessex. Oh, and it's it's thing is it's difficult as well. What well, I'm, I'm, you know, this is the way I would look at it. Like if if you've got a character that's got right, they've become general. It's kind of difficult because it seems off. Like making a character again that's got exactly yeah. the same goal and be like right this character is going to be general now you kind of have to i imagine you have to let it like just lay oh, a little bit she's gone the complete opposite so from playing a dirty grubby orc she's now a dornish lady oh well there you oh. go seen the light seen the light we'll we'll, we'll trade we'll, we'll trade that's the thing is well do, do you ever get like that yeah you 
can you can you you love you love the Imperial Orcs, Robin. <laughs> Rob, Robin gets giddy about going off to see the Imperial Orcs. What? Bye, up to the Orcs. <laughs> what? Yeah, why did you go to the? Did you not go to the camp at E4 and you didn't have any reason to? Yeah, I just wanted to go to the camp. Yeah, you just thought I'm going to. Oh, you wanted to sell some stuff, right? And I was like, I had nothing to sell. I just wanted to go chat with people. <laughs> Don't say that when you come to the game. If we like, many times we've had people come up, we're like, "Oh, what, what are you here for?" I'm just here to look around, and we're like, "We're not a zoo." <laughs> well, luckily I had a name. It was actually um, one of the. Um, it was one of the Ironsides that I spoke to at E3, and I wanted to go and speak to them again. Um, they weren't there. Um, I, I don't know what Peter Bristol is. I won't say it. Um, at the minute, but it, they weren't he- there when I was looking for them. So I was like, okay, I'll come back later and look for them. <laughs> um, but it ran, ran out. I've got reasons to go there at E1, though. I, I yeah. love, Several yeah. reasons. Yeah. I, I love how the Imperial Orcs, when you go into... I've only been in the, in, into the camp once to look for someone. And I, I, but I love how it's like... Like, yeah, how protective you all are of obviously... Uh, you, you know, you as a group and then as mm. individuals. And so you go in, you're just, oh, I'm looking for this person. And it's like... Well, who, who's asking? What? Why? Why do you want them? What are you going to mm. give me if I tell you where they are? That's <laughs> what I got. I kept getting them run around. Whereas, like, if someone comes up to me in dawn, they're like, "Oh, yeah, we're looking. We're looking for this person." I'm just like, "Oh, they're over there." Hello. I'll just like wave to them. <laughs> just like it's. But I, I love, I love the contrast in that yeah. way, though. That's one of my favorite things. I do love how um, when because I'm I'm the bone setter of our group as well as being the war leader and mm-hmm. um, so I get a lot of people coming in to ask for me and whenever I've got someone coming to speak to me, guarantee I can look over one of my shoulders and there'll be a, one of my iron tides stood there just just stood there just in case nice. something happens yeah, yeah. yeah all the time if I'm whenever I, I I don't even have to look if someone if I hear someone calling my name I get up and walk out and go and talk to someone I'll be talking to this human. And I can just feel this presence next to me, and one of my iron tides will be there with me. Oh yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that. I feel so protected with them because yeah. they're all massive compared to me as well. I'm literally the shortest iron tide. <laughs> it's it's so cool though. It it it, it really is. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, um, there was there's been a couple of times there there were them some of the imperial orcs being um within dawn, and um I've had a bit of role play with them each time they have um there was it was last time i was speaking to to one of them and they were pretending to be donish and then they were had like flower crowns and everything on they were like no no donish don't tell anyone and we had all this back and forth for a while and basically um our characters were on a quest to get love stories mm-hmm. and i needed one from the imperial orcs and we were at Sarah 10 and i was beating him so he was like like, it's not like it's not like an imperial orc is going to walk up and I'm like, there's one there with a flower crown on. <laughs> I walked off, over and I was like, come on, we're different stories of love. They were wearing a flower crown. I was like, oh, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so what's the what's so you mentioned the the, the bone setter? What's what is that title? Oh, traders. Called? That's what our traders are called. Ah. We call them. They're called the bone setters because we're not only, um, and they're normally physics mm-hmm. as well. So we're responsible for not only um, your body, mm-hmm. but your other needs as well. Whether that be armor, swords, weapons, herbs, stuff like that. Whatever you might need in the nation, it's yeah. the responsibility of the bone setters to get. So they're the traders. Yeah. So yeah, I'm the trader of our group. 
you're the trade trader, then you obviously you're also do you, do you run the again because you you go out in a small, quite a small group onto the battlefield. Like how how <laughs> you you've you've probably only got like one or two two or three healers, right? You've probably not got that many. Yeah, no, we only have literally about three or four healers that take the battlefield. Yeah. I think there's only two the last bit because there was a smaller number of us. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think well, there was only two. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, there's there's normally only a small handful of us. Well, one of you sorted me out when I was I was like I had my leg cleaved and there was a whole there was a whole thing. Uh, one of uh, one of your <laughs> one of your physics uh, t tied my kneecap outside of my leg and it was, it was like it was like I'm Amazing. pretty I'm not, I'm not entirely sure that's <laughs> supposed to be there. I don't know where it goes. Better go see a human physic when you get out. And I'm just like, oh yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like. He'll be fine. You know, there's more people coming, right? I'm like, I need to you. It was quite a surreal. It was. It was probably. It was probably. Yeah. It was one of. The, I mean, that battle was grueling, and there was like loads of shit going on. Uh, but that that was definitely one of the highlights. I I do remember trying to give um, the because because there was I I spoke to uh, an orc about the Iron Tides, mm -hmm. and I was like, right, okay, because we were talking about our shields, and they went, all right, yeah, the, the this is the Iron Tide symbol, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. I'll clock that. If you really want to know how to fight with a shield, I will show you how to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I knew we were fighting with you all like the next day. I'm like, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna try and clock that shield and try and give some give you some shit. Yeah, our shield is quite unique. It's um, yeah. the way that we use it, like. Uh... When you're fighting with more against more than one person, it's really helpful for keeping one of them a distance and stuff like that. Because you can just hold your arm out like that with your shield on it. Yeah. And don't even do anything with that arm. They just can't get to you because yeah. you're holding it. And then you can just fight. And then once that one's taken care of, you can then focus on the other one. Yeah. So it's it's really a unique shield to fight with. But um, and it's the first time I've ever used a shield. Mm -hmm. I don't normally fight with one. I actually find the Iron Tide shield easier to use than the traditional shield. Yeah. Just because of the way it is. Plus, because I'm so short, if I go like that with mine, I could it almost covers me head to toe. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, see this, <laughs> this poking over the top of it. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely a bit of game that I I, I want to come and get from you all uh, next year. hundred percent. I definitely want to mm -hmm. come and come and have a look. But yeah, that that moment, I I I, 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 I spotted the Iron Tide Shield and I was like, oh, I'm just going to give them some crap because there was like basically there was a load of there was a load of foliage, right? And it mm -hmm. was. It wasn't dangerous to go through, but the, the ref was was stood on it, and he was like, he was like, you can go through it, just like just be careful. And there was a load of druge on the other side, and there was the iron tide just kind of hanging out. And I was just like, come on, I'll race you. And your group were just like, no, we are not running through that nope. again. Probably, oh, cause, probably because <laughs> the peripheral vision thing. Uh, but anyway, I just me being me, we I don't was just run like, on battlefield. <laughs> me nope. being me, I was just like, ah, and I just went through it. And that's where I got cleaved, and that's where one yeah. of your physics, that's when your physics came in, into the brush, and had to like do my. But we were quite safe because no one was coming in, so. Oh, it, it was hilarious though the way you were like, "Come on, I'll race you." I thought you were an iron tide, and you ran through, cleaved down, and I then one came up and I'll help you. I mean, I, I panicked a lot of druge, and then they cleaved, then they cleaved. But the, the cool thing about that was the fact that all our forces had gone, but the but the imperial oh, yeah. orcs were hanging around, and that was actually. Yeah, it was just it was just us and the Imperial Orcs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we don't run on the battlefield. We're um, a slow-moving tide on the battlefield. Yeah. Because we're just so heavy with all the kit that I wear. Like, because I'm a healer, I don't have uh, hero points or that kind of stuff, which all the irons I do. So we're a, um, a fighting group. Mm -hmm. 
our main thing is um, we're a military unit. We're a squaddy group. Yeah. And we have a few what we call ancillary roles. So like healers and magic users. And I'm one of them. So I'm the healer. I'm the only phys- physic in the um, surgeon in the group. Um, but I still need to keep up with my boys mm-hmm. that are all wearing heavy armor and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm also wearing armor and I've got chain mail and then I've got um, like, so you can protect me. Then I've got my le- leather armor over the top of that. And then I've got my waistcoat and I have my shield slung over my back so I can get my hands free for if I need to um, physic people. And then I can just pull my shield if I need to use it. So, um, and God damn, is it heavy? And we're like oh. huffing and puffing as we're walking along. So yeah, we don't run. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, it's no some, surprise. Some young Dornish comes over going, I'll race you. <laughs> go on then. No. Go off you go. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. God, Godric definitely wouldn't have it any other way. Ha ha! I'm getting cleaved. I like how you say you had a really good experience with the orc physic because oh. I try and also make it a bit different oh, when I physic. So, funny. Yeah, it was so, so I great. have um, old fashioned um, like knitting needles and mm. old fashioned sewing needles which are made out of bone or really fat. Amazing. So when I'm physicking a human i'm like orc skin's really thick so this needle's fat it's probably gonna hurt you so uh, deal with it and then i just dive in and i'm just like so in the way (laughs) (laughs) it is great because it just gives you that again especially because like you can be your character and there's there's such a contrast between what's going on and the physic was over me and she was like oh yeah she's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna spit on it now and i'm just like Okay, are you, sh- are you sure you know what you're doing? Yes, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I-, I think that's how it goes. It gave me, like, real Dr. Zoybird vibes from, like, Futurama, having no idea what... <laughs> like, I-, I don't know human anatomy that well. I think that's where the kneecap goes, but you might you might want to get it checked out mm. when you get it back. <laughs> yeah, it is it's very much fun healing a human compared to healing orcs. Yeah, I bet. So here's, here's a combat question, then, that I'm I'm curious about like is it a pain in the ass when imperials are well okay well here's a better question how often do you get hit from like friendly fire oh all the time yeah all the time all the time, <laughs> all the time. I, yeah, think it would, yeah. I think it would drive yeah. me mad because i was just like <laughs> yeah it, it, but we but every single imperial orc will react we won't react violently mm-hmm. but we do get all up in the grill of the person who's attacking one yeah. of ours yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah so obviously we won't get because we're a law-abiding we won't get physical with them but we will be like what the hell do you think you're doing yeah how, how racist are you do you think we all look the same does he look like a barbarian can't you see the wraps on his wrist can't you see the wraps on his neck or, you know, what about this one there? Look what they're wearing. Yeah. Why, and why do you think she's what we're standing with us and she's wearing that colours? Yeah. But but that, but, that, but this is the thing. The, the thing is, because you, what you're saying there, obviously we're, we're laughing about it, but it's also true, you know? So you're like, like vigilance is a virtue, you know? And, and like being aware of what's going on. Uh, so yeah, like you're perfectly within your right to be like, what the hell? And it's again, it's good game, isn't it? Cause yeah, yeah. You, you've turned an annoyance like, oh God, the... I'm on your side and you've turned that into a, you know, what do you an amazing role play opportunity to show them how different you actually are and make sure they never make that yeah. mistake again. <laughs> yeah, like we point out the wraps. Yeah. Because barbarians don't wear wraps. Barbarian that's, that's one of the way you can spot an Imperial mm-hmm. Orc. Barbarians oh, okay. don't wear wraps because they were never in shackles. So uh, right. even okay. like I, I personally, Flax doesn't have obviously scars on her wrists and her necks, but every orc wears it because it's a sign of respect. 
for the what our ancestors fought uh, for. Okay, okay. You know, so we all wear them, and only Imperial Orcs wear them because it was only Imperial Orcs that were slaves. Mm -hmm. So no barbarian Orcs will be wearing wraps yeah. and stuff like that. So that's one of the that's one of the things we say. Like, can you not see the wraps that they're wearing? Yeah. What does that look like around their neck and around their wrists? Yeah. Do you see them ones in green running around wearing wraps? No. So, and this one's wearing yellow or red. Does it look like they're wearing... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so funny. I mean, it did like it came with a little bit of anxiety because this is the first like E4 was the first time like as players we had had fought alongside the Imperial Orcs. So yeah, I did have a thing of like, and especially since you folk were like, oh, we're, we're heading out first. And I'm like, I thought we went out first. And I'm like, oh, no. What if we go into the woods and then all we see is orcs, you know? <laughs> like, oh, uh, no. I, I didn't know about the wraps, and I did this the wrong way. I was like, okay, there's only, like, 20 of them. I can remember their faces. And I'm like, okay, no, like, so I know those shields, know these faces, I know their face. Right, okay, no, I've got this. I'm not going to make a mistake. And then we're out, and everyone's running, and I'm like, <laughs> especially when we ended up looped around behind a load of the druids i was like oh no <laughs> i had that happen to me i ended up behind enemy lines on my own because we were running from a donut we all got stuck in a donut yeah. and um and i got out of that and that's where irontide wessex died and one of my other irontide died there as well but i managed to leg it out and i was at the everyone in the donut it was just me and i ran behind enemy lines so i'm like <laughs> I'm in danger. Right, and you got the other orc, like the the enemy orcs. I can't remember who we were fighting at that event. And then like Creature. they just looked over. They just looked at me. Then and then they're like, but you can see it in their face. They're like, I don't remember this one, but they don't want to question it. So I'm trying to edge closer to the front, like make my way through them, so I can then just leg it. And one of the humans turned around and went, "Is this one of ours?" Yeah, off we go. I just liked yeah. It. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was just. I'm glad you brought that. I was actually just about to ask you whether it's like it works the other way around because you can be yeah. like, oh, what you don't know the difference between an orc, and then you're like, I, I was going to ask you, yeah, do you ever take advantage <laughs> of the fact that you can just be like, when you were fighting orc barbarians, I can just be like, oh, I'm just going to sidle along here, and then ha, ah, <laughs> gotcha. It's a bit harder for me because because of my kit, I am very clearly Imperial Orc, Distinct. and I've got the Iron Tide yeah. Shield on my back, and everyone everyone knows the Iron Tide Shields, and especially you know like with the Orcs in it. Mm. And if I'm with a bunch of other Orcs that don't have that shield, it, they're going to start like I said, taking a double and taking a few seconds to look, and they're like, yeah. And, and it's an eventually one of them asks the question. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's I, I bet it depends on what like how lucky you are and what group because. Yeah, you you could just like show up to like a little kind of uh, group of brand new players that just just they just go oh oh this is our first time we're in Wintermark and let's put a mask on and you just you could just walk by them and they're just like, oh that must be an elite orc or something yeah. unit or something you just walk yeah. by them the shit and give them some orders <laughs> see what happens <laughs> <laughs> there have been times where we've managed to infiltrate behind enemy lines to get downed orcs yeah. Yeah. So we've we've managed to just um just walk behind there, just pick up the orcs and walk out. Yeah. I mean for for me I think there was one moment in at E4 when we were fighting alongside you that I felt terrible because again I'm not used to uh, seeing you on the battlefield and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we'll move our lines back." And then as soon as I, I thought all our allies were clear, I like we move back and then I'm like, then you see 
an imperial orc like go, oh no and they're like <laughs> swept behind the line you're like oh my god i feel terrible well i was like i just i, I ran out of line um and i <laughs> didn't, didn't realize they were on our side yeah it's hectic That's... in there that is the only time we do ever go to military council or complain that some orcs have died because of human stupidity. Yeah. And that's because when they've made, where they're fighting alongside them and then suddenly there we are on our own. Yeah, yeah. When something like that happens and, and then orcs needlessly die, like Imperial orcs needlessly yeah. die, that's the only time we would go to a military council and go, what the fuck, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, if we died like like eighty four, loads of people died. It wasn't just Imperial Orcs, and it wasn't yeah. due to stupidity. It was just a hard fight. That it was it was really hard. Yeah. yeah. So that what, was... yeah what, what what did you think? Because we we spoke because this is a whole thing that we've spoken to a lot of people about about that that battle. Because we've spoken to people that monstered on the other side, mm -hmm. and even pretty much everyone we've spoken to that have monstered as well has said that the the the, the crew side got a bit out of hand. Like it was like they were playing so. Uh, aggressively and unhuge-like. Yeah. <laughs> it was just absolute chaos, you know? Yeah, from a player perspective, mm -hmm. it did seem a bit um, harsh. Yeah. But there might be reasons for that. Yeah. Because everything that happens in the battlefields, there are skirmishes that can impact what happens on the battlefield. So for yeah. all we know, there has been a, a skirmish for a nation that we don't know about that went and did something which mm -hmm. impacted and gave a slight advantage to the Druze which allowed them to have extra things on that battlefield that we don't know about. Yeah, so I, yeah. it might have felt uh, a bit unbalanced, but whether that was actually the case or whether something had made it like that, yeah. we don't know. So, yeah, I, I do yeah. know that, yeah, pretty much, I think every <laughs> every skirmish that was supposed to help that failed. Uh, we were on yeah. one of them that, like, well, it, it wasn't anything to do with the battle. It was, it was to kill a winter herald or something that was supposed to save an army, and we failed to do that. But I do, I think that the... Was it the was it the wraiths or or the, the the tormented souls or something? Were, tormented souls and yeah, the miasma. I don't. I think the, the skirmishes well. that were getting rid of the miasma pillars worked, but I think they only got one. I think I don't. Oh, know. did they only get one? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But no, I, I I know what you mean. <laughs> so Kelly, what what was the? Because uh, I'm curious. What so at e e three, the imperial orcs didn't show up to the. The, the battle yeah. what was what, what was that all about like out of character so, what was what was that i know about? what happened i uh -huh. wasn't at e3 i had covid all ah, right okay um, yeah that sucks <laughs> thanks to chris and the little shit was clear and yeah. he got to go to the event even though he yeah. gave me covid yeah. um <laughs> i know but i did hear what happened and i do know why we didn't take the battle but we were protesting against uh, slavery okay okay so yeah. um it was all a in-character decision. It was mm -hmm. all in-character role-play. So it, all of the Imperial Orcs took to the battlefield as monsters the day before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then we didn't take to the battlefield as players, which you're allowed to do. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to do it the other way. You can't go as players and then not go as a monster. But mm -hmm. if you go as a monster and then choose not to play, that's your choice. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, and we almost unanimously as a nation decided not to take the battlefield because we were protesting against slavery mm -hmm. and it worked Yeah, because they, um, yeah. they set all their slaves free and I, I believe they outlawed it. And um, because they wanted the empire to fight with them and they didn't want the fact that they had slaves to cause the tension within the empire with the Imperial Orcs. So they stopped it. Nice. So it worked. Nice. Yeah. So that, that was one of the other barbarian nations, right? That we're, Mm. I can't remember which because I wasn't there at E3. Yeah. It's not all like that on my head, but um, yeah, I do remember. 
it was honestly I can't remember which one it was, but uh, yeah, it was one of them. Something. Yeah, I, so yeah, because I think we're in talk. I don't know. I'm not into the political game that much. I don't really touch the higher game too much. <laughs> might might get into the higher <laughs> game at some point, but it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> but what was cool about it was that, like, like game balance wise, I don't think it made like a huge difference to that battle that you didn't show up. But it's the fact that they got the Imperials got absolutely trounced that day, and they the Imperial Orcs didn't show up, even though it was only, you were, they were only down like you know fifteen people or something. But it just so we made normally this... take about forty five people to the battlefield. 45. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, it might have made a difference. Forty five, fifty. Yeah. yeah. Well, that might Last event when we took twenty five was small for small. us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, it might, it might have made a difference, but it was I it was it probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But no, it was it. They kind of added to that. It was it was really cool drama. It was like a cool. It was quite cool, like tension. In yeah, it's created some really good role play, especially with the marchers, for instance. Because yes, I heard about some of them. Yeah, the Imperial Orcs have very tight knit connections with the marchers, mm. um, and um, so like for my my adopted daughter is staying in in character. She's staying with um some with one of uh, like my battle sister in yeah. the marchers, mm-hmm. um, Rosie Rosie Sweetwater. So mm-hmm. little Han is is currently staying with Rosie Sweetwater. Nice. So um, and we've got really strong strong connections in fact one of the things that i wear on my war skirt as i told you we kept giving loads of stuff yeah is something from general flowers that used to be um in the marches as well um so yeah so we've got really str- and loads of other uh, um imperial orcs have got connections with other marches as well we've yeah. all got really strong connections with them but at that event a bunch of new marchers who don't know the history between us um and their new egregore decided to come and rough music us um, which is what they do when they don't agree with something. That's right. But other marchers came to stop them. And then we had um, some winter markers come and deny them access to our camp. <laughs> so the orcs are just like, What okay. is this? <laughs> so we've got winter markers protecting our camp from the marchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really, and yeah, so it was the Dunnings. Dunnings came to do it. So the Dunnings came and told, told the marchers to just clear off and get away. Yeah. yeah, and then when they went back to tell the rest of the marchers what they'd done, the rest of the marchers were like, are oh, you fucking stupid? What do you think you were doing? And and then they had like, I don't know what they call it. We call it lands meet when we all meet up to have a, a, a nation's oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we learned this the other day. Uh, uh, muster? Is it muster? Is that what they yeah, call it? Some, yeah, I think, I think it was muster. Muster, yeah. Yeah, Maz yeah. was telling us about it, yeah. Yes, so yeah, they were having their muster and then some some of the veteran um, marchers who have, it, their characters have connections with our characters, so they've lived through it all, were like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Um, like, none of the new players know about the Sunhammers. The Sunhammers were a banner that in the Imperial Orcs a couple of years ago to a man got wiped out because they were protecting the lines for the marchers so the marchers could re- retreat off the battlefield. Oh, man. Every single Sunhammer died. Every single one of them died. Wow. Uh, literally a whole banner wiped out so the marchers could clear off the battlefield. So, and one of, and some of the marchers are still alive. So when yeah. they came back to the, um, the camp and they were like, oh, yeah, we did this all proud of themselves. They're like, are you stupid? Do you realise what they've done for us? Yeah. And they don't have multiple lives. They can't go through the labyrinth and come back again. They have one life. Yeah. And they use that one life to make sure we could get through and off the battlefield and we could stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, well, actually, yeah. since you brought that up, <laughs> Kelly, what, so, um, 
Yeah, so why don't you explain the whole like labyrinth and the whole deal with the orcs and the afterlife and the differences there? Oh uh, yeah, one life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so obviously humans, you've got the the labyrinth. You die. Yeah. You wake your way through the labyrinth, and then you get reborn again. Um, same soul, and you won't have the same personality and the same memories, but it is the same soul, and you can do. I, I don't know what it where you get to relive your past life like reincarnation type thing yeah yeah you get to see you get to see there's some is it a spell oh, or a potion oh, or something oh, uh, yeah yeah i can't remember i can't remember but you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah where you yeah. get to mm-hmm. you get to experience so yeah. there's where we we don't get that we get one life mm-hmm. and then when we die we our soul makes its way to the shores of the abyss mm-hmm. and then in after an indeterminate amount of time it's different for every orc they start the journey across the abyss. They start the leap across the abyss. Mm-hmm. So um, if there's two ways to get across the abyss, either you can be strong enough to do it yourself off of your own back, and um, and that strength comes from the deeds that you did in life. So if you've done something momentous in life and you did something to benefit the Imperial Orcs or the Empire, yeah. for, for us, for Imperial Orcs, we could do something that benefits the Empire um, that will give you the strength to make it across the abyss on your own. And if people talk about you after you've died, they continue telling your story. That feeds that strength for you to get over there. Mm-hmm. And the other way is if um, you've done something, again, momentous in life, but maybe not as, as in momentous, but the ancestors think it was. The ancestors, the ones that have already made it across the abyss, can reach over and, and pull you across and help you okay. get across oh, the wow. abyss. Yeah. So they're, they're the, like the two ways you can get across the abyss um, and become an ancestor yourself. And then when you become an ancestor, you can talk to Imperial Orcs that are alive. Uh, you can only talk to blood relatives um, or people you actually knew in life. Okay. So if our entire flax dies, any Imperial Orc that hasn't met her won't ever be able to hear her. But only and any of her blood relatives will be able to. Oh. So even if like a blood relative is born two hundred years from now, that blood relative would be able to hear Iron Tide Flax. If you don't make it across the abyss and you fall in, you fall into oblivion. Your soul is destroyed and you are no more. Oof. So literally, an orc dying and giving up their life for a human that's to a survive, yeah, is yeah. Um, one life. That's one life, <laughs> and and you could be just be gone out of out of existence your soul ripped apart into oblivion no longer exists anymore yeah that yeah that's yeah like you said that makes the sacrifice that's mm-hmm. very it's very similar it's like the opposite way around sort of because that's like how it is in like lord of the rings where like the the, the elves are immortal mm-hmm. but they don't get to go to an afterlife so when the elves sacrifice themselves for humans it's more tragic because they haven't been given the gift of afterlife yeah. they've literally given their one immortal life to that so how, how does that how, how do you pass around the 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 religion side of the game like what's what's the attitude toward because the way is like a quite a unifying thing about the empire right so is that yeah is that quite it a complicated did... part of the game for the imperial orcs to maneuver around it was uh, a, until a couple of years ago when um a lot of our preachers and our shamans worked to get it put into doctrine that it was recognized that for orcs because it used to be illegal for us to talk about our not religion but our um because it's not even a belief it's fact yeah we yeah. we we we, only, we do only have one life and yeah. we do have ancestors yeah. it's we have ancestors there's no denying that mm-hmm. they're there screaming in our heads yeah. but we could never really 
talk to humans that much about it because it was like heresy right yeah so yeah. um and it was always like you know you must follow the way the, and the virtue and that's the only only way that there is and um if you don't follow the way and if we ever talked about the fact that we don't have to follow the way in order to cross the abyss it's heresy and you can be executed for it mm -hmm. so we were still kind of um suppressed in a way yeah even though we had our freedom we we're still kind of suppressed but our preachers and our shamans worked against that and it was put into, um, I, I think, doctrine called for the religious game. Yeah, okay, yeah, doctrine, um, it sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right, shrug. I, I don't do the, the religious game, <laughs> no. but whatever it is they, they, they do, they put it in play that, um, and it was recognised as fact that the orcs don't have to follow the way in order to cross the abyss. It helps them, so imperial orcs, it, following the way can help you cross the abyss. This is what humans think, that yeah. it can help us cross the abyss, but it's not the only way for us to cross the abyss. Yeah. And again, that's fact, because none of the barbarians follow the way, yet they're ancestors. So it's very clear that it's fact, that it's not the, the way isn't the only way for us to get across the abyss. Yeah. So now it's not illegal for us to talk about it, and now we can freely talk about how... Mm -hmm the abysses and what we need to do to cross it and um, and our stories that can get us across there and the strength that can get us across and stuff like that yeah well i so, yeah i stumbled across like on my like quest for love stories i stumbled across the like story basically the stories of our last empress and i heard some like like crazy because it was it's so it was so complicated way with my head a lot of it but i did know that it was something like the, the way she disappeared it was something to do with wanting to get the the something about the afterlife <laughs> and the orcs. I think she did. She not want to like. Uh, was she not upset that her citizens couldn't go through the labyrinth or something? And I think um, there was some crazy um, magic going on. Yeah, there was stuff going on, and um, I'm not exactly sure how what happened. Yeah, yeah. With it, I do know it was done, so it it was final. There was no coming back from what happened to her, yeah, and but... so. I kind of bring that up to kind of uh, kind of ask is that is because it sounds like like the imperial orcs are very proud of that that the fact that they can speak their ancestors and the fact that yeah that mm -hmm. most of them are barbarians but are do they want to go through the labyrinth or not or is that a point of contention we can't talk to our ancestors so let's just get um we cannot communicate with them we can mm -hmm. hear them yeah oh, right okay so you can so it's one way <laughs> Yes, it's a one way. It's a one way yes. microphone. Oh no! Yes, okay. so they're constantly yabbering in our ears, uh -huh. and they get louder the more the more intense emotion we feel. Um, right. The, the weaker the barrier comes that we we put up because they're obviously they're constantly chattering, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, the more emotion we feel, the the weaker that barrier gets, and the louder they get in mm -hmm. our in our heads, and the more we, we get influenced by their feelings. Mm -hmm which reflects on, you know, I told you about how every one of the Imperial Orcs is a descendant of a, of a barbarian yeah, tribe. Yeah. So it affects how we, um, how we act depending on what ancestors we're hearing. Um, so, and you know, the pit for us is, um, it's a lot of people are, oh yeah, it's, it's like a wrestling pit that's going fight, blah, blah, blah. But that's, a, that's like, it's a place of um, religion for us. Okay. Yeah. It's actually, it's very sacred and it's very um, like um, spiritual that pit is a spiritual place for us because as soon as we enter that pit, the ancestors get extremely loud in our, in our head. So if we, if we want guidance and we want to hear um, what our ancestors can offer us, if we're, if we come across a dilemma and we're not sure what, what 
well, there's two paths ahead of us. We don't know what to take. You'll often see um, orcs just sat in the pit, just sat there because they're listening to the ancestors to try and help them decide what path to take yeah. because we can hear them more in there. And when we're fighting as well, so when we're on the battlefield, the ancestors are very, very loud in our ears because we're a militaristic race. When we're fighting, they're very like, that's what we're made for. So yeah. the ancestors are screaming us on. They're like, yes, go and do this. <laughs> so, yes. so a fighting pit <laughs> is a very spiritual place for us because we're in there. You're fighting. The ancestors are screaming. You can hear them louder in there anyway. It's even yeah. doubly louder while you're in there. So yeah, the fighting pit is a spiritual place for us. But going back to the Empress and what happened with her, uh -huh. I do have. I don't want to talk too much about it. The reason, like, because I yeah. have theories about yeah. what happened. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and where she went to and and it reflects to some stuff that's actually going on in game at the moment oh really yeah because yeah it was a fascinating piece of game to, to stumble upon because i was looking for i won't get too much into it but i i, I was looking for a leagueish love love story and because she, she was originally from the league so they they sent me over because the league didn't want to tell me anything about anything you know unless i wanted to pay to you know for an escort but anyway they, they sent me i eventually spoke to someone who sent me over to barushka because uh the empress's level was barushkan and then i yeah i heard all about the about this and they didn't go they obviously i learned more about their relationship than mm. what actually happened but it was interesting as a character because because after the fact i would be like oh yeah you know this is, was my experience and then like meta people were saying oh no this happened this happened i'm like well no to my character i was told that this happened and it is so different from what other characters have said has happened which i think yeah. is really cool i think it's a real cool yeah so i know she went on a dream something to do with the dreams yeah 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 and they went to get they went together this was that's why so yeah, yeah her and her, her lover mm. went off together and it was yeah because she was and it was because it, the, the the importance of obviously that that part of it the imperial orc part of it was the fact that yeah she was an empress that basically just you know sacrificed herself for her citizens you know mm -hmm. and and the important and why it was so important and uh, yeah yeah i i've got to admit I, like i said i don't really delve much into that that side of the game that's way too <laughs> high for me that type of game <laughs> going back to your question you asked about the labyrinth or the abyss yes. do we uh, want to go through the labyrinth um i mean it as a nation, no. There might be the Imperial Orcs uh, and a couple. I mean, I do know off the top of my I'm not going to name them, but there is one Imperial Orc, which we call a human lover, which, like, they want to be a human. That's how, they, you know, they're, they're so pro-human. <laughs> and, and and the way is the only way kind of thing. It's like they've been like they've been drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's an anomaly, anomaly yeah. um, which is great role play. I'm not it saying is. what they're doing yeah. is wrong. It it, is. It, it's great. But, um, like, as a nation, no, we want to cross the abyss. We don't, the labyrinth is for humans. Yeah. We yeah. respect that you have the labyrinth, but that's your thing. Yeah. And yeah. our thing is is the abyss. And, and the fact that that's now recognized and treated as equal as a labyrinth, we're content with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, now that we can talk about it without being told that it's heresy. Mm -hmm. it's fine with us we're, we're now content that we can practice our spirituality without being punished for it yeah and speak of your your ancestors yeah. and things like that without actually getting you know <laughs> in any, yeah. any issue it's cool yeah. that you can you can play around with those things in game isn't it as well especially if like you know if, if the game drops you in this situation where you're like okay well you know you, you 
this is the brief. You're you're free slaves. You've been here for this many years. Um, but currently, you're you know the, this this part of your your afterlife and this what happens is currently heresy. Like go do what you want with it, and that's a cool mm-hmm. little game because then it's like you're continuing the thread. Oh, we have land now. Then can we please talk about our ancestors? And that yeah. gives people oh, so much game. We have land now. I was my character was around for that. I'm literally wearing like like the Scarsins T-shirt. <laughs> so um, that was one of the most touching experiences i've had i was genuinely crying um so it it happened over the span of uh, two events so there was one one event where the winter markers gave up the land Mm -hmm. and then the next event when it was then given to us and so and i was there for both events and just the feels when we were standing in the senate and it was given up and then again, the next event when then it was then given to us, it so was just. Can you put it in a nutshell? Like, can you do a? Can you put it in a nutshell? What actually happened for you to to get that land? Well, it had to be ratified by um, someone on the throne, mm-hmm. and we never had anyone on the throne. So it was intentional that when Empire started, there was no one on the throne, yeah. and it would always be it's a political game. So you do your political stuff to like it's happening right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it was that. And that went on for years, absolute years without someone on the throne. And the winter markers wanted to gift. So, so we couldn't get be given land because land can only be given by someone on the throne. Yes. So the Imperial orcs were just resigned to not having land for a long time. But then it was discovered a, a scroll which was written by the the previous um, um i don't know if it was the previous one or the one before i'm not exactly okay. sure which one it yeah. was but one of the previous throne occupants as a gift to the empire uh, the imperial orcs for something that we did for them wrote out saying that that they ratify anything that that we would we want okay yeah yeah. So we had this scroll, which would, even though there was no one on the throne, the previous um, person on the throne had seen to it that whatever the Imperial Orcs decided to use it on, we could use it on. So when that was found, the Wintermarker said, we will give you Scarsind. Nice. And we will give up Scarsind for you. And we were like, you what? <laughs> <laughs> you what now? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That, it's that's just so beautiful to yeah. have that. It's just honestly speechless because what can you say to that for 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 a nation where we never had our own land? It become ingrained with us that we just lived on, on carts. Mm-hmm. So in between events where all of the other nations were going back to their homeland, we just go back to our baggage train <laughs> and go back to the um to where the the fight was. Yes. So you know wherever the armies went in between yeah. events. That's, that's where we where live. The, yeah. That's where the Imperial Orcs lived. Yeah. So um, even our baggage trains were all military people because they lived just behind a battle line. Yeah. That yeah. was their home. So um, yeah, to get given that, and then you, you honestly, I was crying with yeah, so much that's, happiness. That's so cool, though. That that really is. And the the thing is, that I guess it's just like it doesn't end there because, like, I, I imagine just like every. I mean, we're playing a game called Empire, and what do empires do? They expand, right? So mm-hmm. that's the thing. You know, the Imperial Orcs have that land, and then it's like, you know, we could do some more land now. <laughs> we could do some more stuff. Well, to be fair, we're not greedy, and no. we did always say 
that um because it was originally the very the first virgin territory that the empire takes over the imperial orcs would take and yeah. and it needs to be virgin not land that the empire used to previously hold that we lost and then won again mm-hmm. virgin territory that the empire had never held before yeah. would be given to us as our first homeland yeah. then obviously we've been given scarcing but we've always maintained that when the first virgin land comes that we would get it and we would give scarcin back yeah okay you know that that's what we've been saying and we always that we would give it back improved give it back better than when, when we yeah. we got it and um you know i mentioned earlier about the amount of hats that are in the nations yes yeah the amount of sinecures that we've built on that land uh-huh. is mental <laughs> absolutely mental all down to one person and it was just so when we give that you know I say when it depends if we ever get virgin land and stuff like that. It could be ten years from now, or, yeah. or, or it might never happen. Might never happen. So, yeah. yeah, if when we give that land back, it's going to be better than when we gave it because there's so many syndicates there. And then we would then move to the virgin territory and make that our, our new home. Oh, that 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 would be juicy game though, wouldn't it? That'll be that'll be juicy game because I bet there will be people going, oh, "We we quite like fancy that one," or there might be an imperial orcs that are like, "Actually, no, I quite like it here in Scarsin." Yeah, yeah, for all we know, none of the orcs that are alive when um when we got given Scarsin will still be alive when that happens, yeah, and no one might even yeah. remember. And, and some winter market be like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, well, you did say you give it back, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> no. Well, we never kicked out any winter markers when we were given the land. Mm-hmm. We always, um, as a nation in character, we said if there are any winter markers that want to stay in Scarsind, they can. They're, they're, this this yeah. was this was your home, yeah. so there are still NPC winter markers that um that still live there. Yeah, because what's what what would I'm not going to ask you like the exact population, but like in in general, what is, is the are the Imperial Orcs in world are they are they like physically a small population of a nation or something or is it yeah we're not we're not huge most of our most of our population well it might not be the the case anymore but it used to be most of them were in the army yeah Yeah. Yeah. um but obviously all the baggage train then settled in scarsind and but we've been slowly been taking in more tribes and um and these tribes um their history isn't militaristic so they've been becoming our farmers mm-hmm. and uh, herbalists and, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So and actually being able to build up the nation. And, yeah, and, and build this in the cures. Yeah. 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 So like in, in, in like the law, is like, obviously, if they're slaves, do, do they, you know, if they're, if they're ex-slaves, has over time, is it in the law that, yeah, people have literally migrated, or like orcs have literally migrated across the empire to move to Scarsian if they were on far-flung parts? Um, uh, Imperial Orcs, mm-hmm. all Imperial Orcs lived on the battlefield with, before we got Scarsian, mm-hmm. they weren't settled anywhere. Yeah. Every single Imperial Orc was part of the baggage train or yeah. part of the army. Yeah. So there wasn't any Orcs all over the nation to all come and con- right. okay. um, yeah. come to Scarsian, Um because that's just not what, how, how it was. The ones that have been joining us since we've got Scarsin, the ones that were never part of the empire, you know, that's been um, like yeah. the forest orcs and, and stuff like that have, yeah. have slowly been joining the empire and they've joined the imperial orcs and then they've settled and they've brought new skills to the imperial orcs. Ah, that's okay. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, you know what, I'd I, like, you mentioned the marches earlier and how like certain players know, you know, they, they know that story of what happened or they were actually there and some don't. Uh, I found it because I tried to go into the system like pretty blind because I kind of I got the sense that that was what the system was about. Like the, the best way to learn something is through role play, 
um you know it's a role-playing game right and the the everything that i've heard about the imperial orcs in character has been positive right so it's it's funny to to obviously you walk up and it's fun role play because you just like because godric does not have a issue with uh the imperial orcs whatsoever because he's only heard his uh, the troubadours that he knows telling uh telling the battles of Scarskin and, and things like that where the like the yeah. imperial orcs and the dornish stood side by side and there was a whole respect thing and uh you know they 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 basically kicked the Odin's ass and so that's the stories he knows so he has this view and it's it's amazing in game when you come across someone else and they're like oh yeah that person doesn't like the imperial orcs and you're just like why and that that's such a cool thing to do is to like let your don't come in with like opinions from the wiki come in and let the role play kind of mm -hmm. dictate what your opinions on it yeah that's yeah gonna give you a good game whether it's right or wrong you know yeah exactly even if it's wrong you can learn in in character like i did the same as you i purposely never read up on magic at all because my character isn't um doesn't do magic mm -hmm. yeah she's a physics so i read everything about the medical side of everything so i'm like my character knew every i knew everything about that but i purposely went in blind about magic about military stuff about the eternals so i could learn in game mm -hmm. so when people are talking to me and they're like oh what is this and i'm like what is that i don't know what it is yeah and i, I yeah. genuinely don't know no. that's yeah so my cool reaction idea. is genuine flax's reaction is yeah. genuinely <laughs> my reaction because i have no idea about all that type of the game yeah <laughs> that's yeah exactly i mean what what drew you to the medical side of it and to the the physics side of the game um i played a, a goblin <laughs> shocker <laughs> a local lot and um yeah and i played an apothecary there so and and I have loads of apothecary kit, loads of it. So many nice. bottles and tables and like hidden tables with hidden compartments and stuff like that. And I wanted to reuse all of that kit when I came to Empire. So I was just looking and I saw physic on there, and I'm like, I've got a lot of kit that I can reuse for, for that. So that's why I went down uh, that route. And it just it gives you a lot of game interacting with people because on a battlefield, doesn't matter if as soon as I hear the word physic or healer, I don't care who I'm healing. I'm there on my knees healing nice. them. Yeah. So I get a lot of um, role play with other nations. And I've had a lot of people come and give. I had one at the, um, this year. This amazing gift that was given to me by a marcher. Because I healed an, um, like his friend, someone from um, what we call Banner. I think they, they call it Steading, maybe. I might be making that up. I don't know what they call it in the marchers. Oh, the marchers, yeah. The Steading's a Navari. Uh, oh, is, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, no. I can't remember. Yeah, but we know what we're talking about, yeah. Whatever, so, marchers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They, they ran away from their houses. They don't need houses. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as a thank you, he came and gave me um, in character his, his um, parents' physics set. And he actually gave me a LARP safe in a leather roll oh. physics set. And it was absolutely amazing. So and all cool. of that from me helping and physicking someone. So it, 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 I think it really opens up a lot of game for me to just go up to random strangers and heal them. Because yeah. the amount of times I've got them coming back to camp and saying thank you for healing me. Plus I have what's called um, story bandages. So you know about our items of worth. Okay, yeah. Uh -huh. So as a physic, my items of worth are bandages. Uh -huh. So I have my story bandages. Now, not all of my bandages are story bandages, just some of them. And what it is I've written on them is I've got name, Mm -hmm. injury and um what happened oh. and then there's lines for people to fill it out so i'll bandage someone up with them 
And then it says return to iron tied flax on the bandage. So they fill out their name, what injury they had, how they got it. And then they come and return the bandage back to me. Oh, that's that's such oh, that's a good so idea cool. because <laughs> yeah. that yeah that that gives you like double game because you do the thing and then it gives the person when they come yeah. on the battlefield the opportunity if they want to to be like oh I'll I'll head over to yeah. the Iron Tides and and say thank you to the you know thank you to the physic mm -hmm. and return the bandage. That's yeah. that's really that's, cool. That's amazing. Yeah, and each bandage has three sections. So I can it can gather three stories on it, and then once it's full up. So it, they might, I mean, I've lost some of them. They haven't ever come back. Well, yeah, but yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. But eventually, when I do get one back where all the three of them are tied, I tie it to my war skirt. So on the back of my war skirt, I have my ba my story bandages hanging off of it. Nice. So they've gone around saving people. That's such that's, a good idea. That, oh, no, it really is. That's so cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I love physics in general because unfortunately, I'm just, yeah, I'm just always at the at the front. And <laughs> I feel, I feel bad, honestly, that I think it was, I think yeah, I think it was E four. E three was bad as well, but E four I felt particularly bad because the physics. I think I like just used just all the nation's potions, you know, and just everything because it was just like constantly back at the front, and I felt bad every time I took too many hits in too quick a succession because I'm just like crap. I've just used all the resources from the Rinse healers, and now I have to go back and do it. Hello, me again. <laughs> it don't have to use resources to heal you. So um, no, no, a couple no. of years yeah. ago, I put a post up on Facebook, which outlined it all. And every every few years, I, I normally repost it so new people that I knew can see it. Because oh, it's, yeah. on, yeah, it's on the wiki that if, um, like, if you use a herb, mm -hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head now how long it takes. 30 seconds is it maybe if you use a herb so 30 okay. seconds of role play with the herb and, and you've healed whatever ailment it is that you're trying to heal. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you do it for a certain amount of time again i can't remember off the top of my head without any herbs just the role playing tools you do the same thing but it just takes longer oh right okay yeah, yeah. Uh, okay yeah. so not not all of it like mm -hmm. for instance cleaved limbs i believe that you have to use use, yeah. use the herb but there are other things that you can do without herbs oh yeah d it, yeah definitely kelly definitely post that post that again see if you can find it and post it again yeah i'll, I'll find it and, yeah. and repost it but um so i do that every now and then because there's also i've had where people i've been working on and physicking not realize that i don't have to use the herb and then they think that i haven't fixed where uh, ailment it is yeah okay. and then they go off and they're like roll pack they've nearly died because they 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 like oh I'm still bleeding out kind of thing because you didn't use a herb to heal me so I'm still bleeding out and then the next thing they're like oh I was seconds from death until this person healed me and I'm like no I healed you a couple of minutes ago dude yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah I, I am I am not I am I, I have not got that meta of a head like honestly if I, if I'm going down and and the healer is like you're healed I'm like great <laughs> I do not <laughs> I do not question it for a second also I don't understand a lot of the what what actually needs to be done because I don't. Hmm. I don't really, inter I've not interacted with that part of the game at all. Like, I don't really know how the herb, I know you take a potion and role play taking a potion. That is it. That's all I know. So I just, like if a physic comes and heal or a healer just comes up and heals me, I will just, just, I'll just go along with the role play. I have no idea mm. mechanically what it's doing, but if they say, yeah, I mean... there we go, leg's better. I'm just like, cool. The leg is, <laughs> the leg yeah. is better. Well, there you know, if someone, if a physic's taking longer to do something on you, it means they're doing it without a herb. All right, they're okay. saving their resources ah right okay yeah all right so... i mean like i've been like stitched up on the battlefield before mm -hmm. i had like lots of long role play where that's been happening so i'm assuming that's kind of what happened there then it was just that sort of yeah. thing like, don't want to yeah. waste my resources in this dornish yeah. idiot healed her once already <laughs> or that one keeps running into bramble bushes and getting clean yes. <laughs> yeah. but i find as a physic what 
our resources, I feel like they're the only, and to a certain extent, the uh, manner, um, but not so much, but physics for sure. We use our resources healing people. And it's the only time in the game where everyone's just like, okay, thanks. And they wander off. And they're like, I've just, everyone just takes it for granted yeah. that you're going to use your herbs to heal them, which is basically rubbing money into their legs. Yeah, it is. Whereas yeah. if you want a, a, someone to make a sword for you and they're like, that's however much, um, uh, wherever metal it is yeah, and they're yeah. like you need to provide the metal or if i'm going to use my own metal you need to pay me for it that's a good point yeah yeah but physics we're not like i'm going to heal you i'm using this herb can you give me the money for it yeah if you said that to someone who's on the floor they'd be like wait what wait what i don't know wait what <laughs> we're not in america i know that yeah the, the, the league of healers might be like i don't know <laughs> like how much have you got <laughs> yeah I but I, I do very very occasionally have people come back who know me and they recognize my kit so they might not know i'm iron tide flats but they recognize i'm an iron tide so they come in saying there was an iron tide that healed me and i'm the only healer so they know it's so they know the rest of the iron tide know to get me and they're like i want to come and say thank you here's some herbs as a, as a yeah. thank you yeah but that people very 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 rarely think to do that yeah yeah and well, so well, we're I'm, funding yeah it's also role play as well like cause that, that's what we did in our so um yeah you someone who we're we're uh cl close with in kind of role play in the system now that their game was literally giving out potions to new players you know and you know it was good the potion like saved my life at e1 but then that gave me a little bit of game like the next game because i was just like oh yeah i'm gonna go sell this stuff that i have my military unit got me i'm gonna sell that get some herbs i have no use for the herbs and then give them back to that person that mm. was giving out the potions you know and just that's just a cool little bit of game that you can yeah yeah. yeah yeah i mean they might not necessarily need the herbs like, i don't i don't yeah. need the herbs i've got so many because i'm a trader but it's just nice when people think about it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I got you this, and again, it's it's a role playing game. It's a game. Yeah, so. because there are people out there like that, that aren't as flush with herbs as as we are in the um, in the Iron Tide. So for them, every little herb that they use is like taking a chunk of their resources. Yeah. So for them yeah. to get given some back, so I do like to try and foster that mentality for some people to at least say, "Do you want me to give you the herbs back?" Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really really nice. Yeah, yeah. So, are you um, have you got any player events or anything like that before E one or because you play because you play is it Curious Pastimes you play as well? Yes, yeah. yeah I play or, a goblin at CP. Yeah, or do you just like wait until like LARP season and then just go to all the big ones? I do, I do normally do quite a lot of events like player events, mm -hmm. whether it be Empire CP or smaller ones. Yeah, I also run my own LARP, but um. So, but I'm I'm not this year. I'm, okay, you're not. You're, after, you're like no. Nope. After E4 to E1, I'm 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 taking a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the downtime because it's been. Oh, this was the first year back at Empire this year, mm -hmm. and and getting back into the swing of things, it's been quite full on. And I have a, a lot of commissions on masks because I do um, hair on the masks. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, oh, and it's and it's a it takes a lot of hours to do that and a lot of effort. I so bet. I've. Yeah. I've had um, at least one commission between each event, and I've got another two commissions to do for E1. Yeah. So, um, and I want to make it that I do that, and that's my only bit. I want to take a break from LARP for a little bit because yeah. I also need to start concentrating on the one I run. Uh -huh. We're not doing an event this year. The, the next yeah. event we're running is in November next year. Okay. So, okay. what type of what type of event is that? Uh, it's called Wayward Road. It's based on Wayward. Supernatural. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> have you so obviously you i mean imagine uh like covid must have uh screwed it all up right 
Um, yeah. But how long did you run that kind of previously? Before COVID. We had two events before COVID mm. happened. Um, so there's a team of us that run it. There's um, four of us that are doing it now because over COVID, other people, um, there were more in the team, but they've had other commitments that happened over COVID. So they've like, they've pulled yeah. out of it, you know, and, and and it's great because some of them have gone into some really good things and, and they're running their, or helping to run other LARPs as well. Um, but so we're, there's four of us now that have got to get, we only do one event a year. In, yeah. in November normally yeah. because we're a small team and we don't yeah. make no profit from it whatsoever yeah literally all the money from the tickets goes into the site and the kit and the yeah. food and stuff like that so um but so we did two events and I have I had run um experience running larks before that as well so I mentioned LT I actually used yeah. to um work at LT as before all right okay uh-huh. years, oh, wow. and years and years and years and years and years and years ago uh-huh. so I used to work in the um plot team for LT like uh, right, not actually yeah. writing the plot mm-hmm. but sending the plot out in yeah. the um, in the in the tent like getting all the monsters ready and briefing yeah. them and sending them out oh that's really cool <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so you so, have experience of how how mechanically a LARP game should yeah, kind of run. Yeah, basically. so yeah. that's what I do with Wayward Road. I'm responsible for, they call me the monster mum. I'm responsible nice. for the monster room nice. <laughs> and um, and getting all the encounters done. So the players never see me. Yeah. So like, with the four other people that run it, so, um, they, they, they see the other people, but I'm like this unknown person that they don't even know exists. So when we come out at the end of the event and everyone, and we're all talking, like the players, you can see they're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> nice. So you're hoping to, yeah, so you're hoping to run that like next next year? November next year, November yeah. November next year. Well, we'll have to, um, if you want to come back on again, you'll have to come back on and we'll you can talk about that and big that up. Yeah, um, sure. Like to... I've, I've got others in the pipeline as well that um, I'm... So with my friend Stacy that I mentioned earlier, who was um poor and tired wear sick. Yeah, well, you, yeah, if you come back on with like when you when you're ready to release them and uh, you wanna you wanna froth about them and you wanna big them up, um, yeah. we'd be more than happy to have you oh, back brilliant. on to <laughs> chat about it. It's been great, Kelly, speaking with you, learning more more about the Imperial Oaks. I can't wait till E1 and, well, next year in in general to come around and um, I'll have to find you. Because it, it, I say this to everyone, I'm like, I'll have to come find you in roleplay, but it's I'm go- it might take me a little while with, yeah. with the Imperial Oak characters because some of them are just like, I'll find you in roleplay uh, when they don't have no, their mask on and then I have no idea who they are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or I might have a conversation with them and then another conversation and Robin's like, oh, that that's such and such in the Yeah, Imperial you don't even Hawks. know he's like, oh, talking to him. Oh, right. I <laughs> wondered what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, should we say goodbye to the podcast, everyone? Yeah, bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this show, make sure that you follow and subscribe so, you know, you know when a new episode is posted. Um, you can leave a review you can share it around it would really help us out and you know we appreciate you doing that and remember you can catch us live on twitch.tv forward slash to have underscore to roll that's the number two and and roll is into role play (laughs) thank you very much for listening